Yeah, you know, Matt, with Christmas just around the corner, I, I think there's something people should know about Santa Claus and, and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy as well. Well, John, you know, we have a lot of younger children who listen to our show, if you know what I mean. I'm not sure this is a subject that we should really address on air. It's probably something parents might have deal with personally with well, their kids. I, I, I know. I disagree with you, Matt. No, I think we have a response. I think it's something everyone should know. Okay, well, if you think so. So what is it about Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy? Well, they're all nocturnal. <laughs> We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. Yeah, so I was thinking about it. I, I don't know why I never thought about it before. You know, Santa comes at night, right? That's true. The, the tooth fairy, he never shows up during the day. You always got to put your tooth underneath the pillow, right? Yeah, 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 very true. And, and I'm assuming the Easter Bunny must come at night, too, because the eggs are there when you get up in the morning. Yeah, you, you so, make a good point. Yeah. See, so then, I, I didn't know that's where you were going to go with that. I was... Well, well, of course. What else yeah, would I be going I, with it? I just, never mind that. And it also explains why I never see them, because it's nocturnal. I'm sleeping of when course. they're doing their stuff. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I just want to impress people that I know the word nocturnal. <laughs> pretty, pretty cool, huh? I know. Go, I, I I've impressed. been going to the zoo. I've been picking stuff up. You You've know? been hanging around with Lynn too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah All yeah. those fancy words fancy you start words picking up from your nocturnal. wife. Nocturnal. So here's our problem. Here's our problem. Now, by the way. I know. Well, here's the problem. Christmas is still what? It's like eight days, nine days away. What am I looking at here? Well, it's the no, it's, well not yeah. quite. <laughs> it's only a couple days. Maybe it's closer than what I thought it was. <laughs> I hope you show up for, wow. for church on Christmas Man, Eve. I guess I better start working on that, that Christmas sermon. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, it's not Christmas yet. No, yeah. no, no, it isn't. As much as we might want to be here, it's still that fourth. Sunday, fourth yeah. weekend of Advent. We got a whole right? other Sunday of Advent yet. So Matt and I were wrestling because usually we focus on Christmas in, in our final episode of the year. This will be our final episode of the year. Uh, by the way, we will play the Jalapeno Course. No, yes. very, people get nervous out there. But we thought maybe we would kind of alter our semi-Christmas. So we call it our semi-Christmas episode. Yeah, semi-Christmas special. But... But I also yeah. wanted to mention uh, the, the other opportunity to catch little snippets of Wrestling the Basics. Yeah. <laughs> did you want to plug well, that? Well, you know, if 30 minutes is a little much, Small for doses. a lot of people, Small 30 doses. minutes of is, is a little too much. Yeah, we are actually, through, they're doing a special 12 days of Christmas thing here at KFUO. And so we are going to be doing like these five-minute snippets of our favorite things at Christmas. Yes. Yeah. A few of our favorite things. So be listening for that. During the 12 weeks, uh, 12 days. <laughs> oh, man. The 12 days of Thank Christmas. you. <laughs> I just <can't. laughs> And, you know, I had bacon this morning. And I thought it was going to be right on. You know, when you got bacon in the morning, usually your day goes so great. You start the day right. I know. Not that's today, right. apparently. Too much bacon, maybe. That's <laughs> maybe the that's problem. There's a delicate overload. balance of bacon. Uh, anyway. Yes. So, yeah. So, be listening. Be so, listening. Because they'll just, like, they're just kind of sprinkled throughout the 12 yeah. days, right? They're not yeah. really... A one certain time that we can tell and, our listeners. And, and honestly, that's why we've kind of backed off of our usual, because we'll be sharing with you some of the things about Christmas during the 12 days. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Six so of our we, favorite things. What are we doing today? 
Well, Since to, we're not going to do the whole Christmas thing, the babe in the manger, all that stuff. Well, we thought we could we could kind of set the stage for set the, the stage. celebration of Christmas. Have you got any ideas where we might set the stage at? Well, why don't we begin maybe where uh, where the Gospels begin? Oh, good idea. So the first Gospel is Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew. So let's see what Matthew wants you to know before he tells you about the birth of Jesus. That's that's a good good approach, Matt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Thought so. Oh man, a genealogy. Yes. That's what we have. Oh, that looks like that's going to be fun reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. <laughs> well, this didn't make our favorite things list. <laughs> no, it didn't. For over the 12 days of Christmas, so we got to deal with it now. Okay. Why in the world? So you got Matthew, and we want to hear the story of the birth of Jesus. Why in the world would he start with a genealogy? You think, Matt, you got any ideas? That's a good not? question. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I think for a couple reasons. So, so. Matthew is writing his gospel, and he's writing in many ways primarily to the Jews. I think that's a good point to so make. So he yeah. wants yeah. to reveal to the Jews this, this beautiful promise fulfilled, that, that this promise that was made to all these different people, as we're going to read about in the Old Testament, is now fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So I think that's one thing, that it's making this connection between the Old and New Testaments. This isn't two separate promises, two separate books here. No, everything's centered in, in Jesus Christ. And and what's cool, as you read through the genealogy, now, now I'm sure if you and I were Jews, we probably have a lot more uh, insights, because everyone that's mentioned here, you learned back in Jew school, you know, yeah. when you were little. Jews. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the education is a very, very important thing for the, the people of the Old Testament. Yes. And so you learn your Bible. You learn it forwards and backwards. The Old Testament scriptures. That's yes. right. Exactly. Particularly the Torah. And I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to say that is something that we as Christians sometimes neglect. As you said, these are the promises that were fulfilled in Christ for yes. us. So we really ought to know these things. So there's probably all kinds of stories we could tell you if we actually knew the Old Testament better. You probably could do it because you do know the Old Testament. I'm kind of a New Testament guy I, I hate to say it i confess that spent a lot of time in the gospels yeah and Romans. i do in fact good. i'm i'm retiring after 40 years and i must confess i've spent at least 95 percent of the time preaching from the gospels uh, we are doing the epistles this year because i promised i would do those epistles but the gospels are just so much easier i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and they're important they there's are. no reason to apologize no I, awesome. I know what, what, what did I do? <laughs> I just did you hear a little voice? I did. I heard. I We're heard on a mission a, from I God. I heard Dan Aykroyd's voice. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I guess that's the Lord reminding us we better get down we to business. <laughs> on a mission from God. I just want. Is there anything? Can I point out a few things from the the uh, uh, genealogy here? And there maybe there's others that you want to. Yeah, point please out. do. So we got all these people. We got Abraham, Isaac, uh, Jacob, uh, Judah. We'd expect all of those, and then all of a sudden, in verse three, we have something we don't expect. You want to read verse three? Sure. Uh, verse three, and Judah, the father of Perez, and Zerah by Tamar. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of a strange thing because first of all. Uh, nowhere else do we have any women mentioned. I, I mean, I don't want to say that they were chauvinistic, but when they did a genealogy, the main thing was who's the man, who's yep, Abraham, yep. who's Isaac. That's what we're looking for. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we have the mother mentioned, uh, Zerah by Tamar. And what do you know about Tamar, Matt? Well, Because you read the Old Testament. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, the, the, the way in which Tamar's child was conceived yeah. was yeah was was kind of a crazy account there and i mean kind of make a long story short she was deceived yeah by well she deceived yeah. judah yeah 
and uh, and that's how this this child is conceived. So I mean, it's really and it's kind of a unsavory account as you it, read about it. It's a very unsavory account because she pretends to be like a, she's oh. a woman of the night, as it were, and gets Judah to have relationships with her, and that becomes the child that will be the forerunner of the savior of the world. I know. <laughs> Who would have guessed that? If you and I planned this, that's not probably how we would lay it out. I think that's the one we would leave out of the genealogy. (laughs) We don't want to tell that story, not the story of Tamar. That's really, but but she's included. She's thrown in here. Could you keep on reading? Because it it continues in that kind of vein. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just, you want me to pick up from there? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, and Ram, the father of Aminadab, uh, and Aminadab, the father of Nashon. So we Na- got no women mentioned here. I'm sorry. No, we love the no, women. I... There are no babies without women. We understand that. And thank God that the women bear the babies, huh? That's right. <laughs> As a pair of people that have been there when the babies are born, thank God it's the women, Wait, no. not yes. us. But anyway, so, so, but no, keep reading. I was right there holding her hand, though, John. Yeah, I was, too. for something. Yeah. (laughs) As she was screaming and squeezing my hand. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Nashon, the father, is Salmon, and Salmon, the father of Boaz by, oh, here's another woman, Rahab. Out of nowhere. And Boaz. Out of nowhere. We got another mother mentioned, Rahab. And, of course, this works out really great because we've been talking about this over the last few weeks. Who's Rahab? Well, she's not just pretending to be a prostitute like Tamar. She actually was, was right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was there at Jericho when the spies came, and and uh, the Lord delivers her out of their hands. And isn't that cool? So the one person that gets spared in Jericho, everybody else gets put to the sword. Only one person, well, her family as well. And she ends up being part of the lineage, the genealogy of the Savior of the world. Yeah. Who would have thought isn't that? Isn't that incredible? Yeah. See, I just thought it was kind of a fluke that she got spared. Thank heaven she helped the spies. But now it's like maybe this was what God had planned all along. Uh, well, keep on reading. There's one more okay. incident that at least and, pops out in my mind. Okay. Uh, and Rahab, the father of Boaz, and uh, Bo and Boaz, excuse me, Rahab and Boaz, the father of Obed by Ruth. Who actually, I guess there's two of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought there's one, but now we got Ruth. Yeah. Uh, what about Ruth? Well, I think one of the significant things about her, she's not a Jew. No. She's a Moabite. Yeah. And so God even works through this, this Moabite, this foreigner, this, this Gentile in order to bring the Savior, the King of the Jews, into the world. Again, so the lineage is traced not just purely back through Abraham, but we've got people who pretended to be prostitutes, people who were prostitutes, and people that weren't even Jews. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I guess, you know, Rahab would be in that category, too. All these Gentiles keep popping up. Yeah. So isn't that interesting that, okay, so then we've got Ruth and Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David the king. So Rahab is David's, what, great-great-grandma? Yeah. 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 And, 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 and then and there we've got Ruth, too, which would be, what, a great-grandmother uh, yeah. or something? And, wow. But I, I'm thinking if I'm a Jew reading this, I'm thinking, wait a second. There are these Gentiles, and they're popping up. In fact, that was the one thing we, when we've been doing the Book of Chronicles in our, our uh, Wednesday night Bible study at church. And and it's amazing how there's all these Gentiles. In fact, it's the Gentiles who helped build the temple when they rebuild it. Well, I didn't think we should, but no. Well, apparently the Gentiles were there when they built the temple the first time they were calling upon Gentiles. So you're getting the picture here that maybe this was never intended just for the Jews. Yeah, 
but it was yeah. also intended for all nations. Yeah. Actually, that's what the word yeah. Gentile means, nations. Yeah, Yeah. so I, I, as Matthew writes this gospel, I mean, try to get that point across to the Jews, an eye-opener perhaps for them, like you said. Uh, but then for us today, too, read this gospel of Matthew. What a comfort for us Gentile types, non-Jews, uh, to see that, yeah, we're included in this work of salvation, too. And maybe kind of a challenge to us as well, Matt, for us who sit back and think, well, yes, we are the proud people of the United States. And remember, well, yeah, God loves us, but he also loves everybody in the world, too. Uh, uh, and, and you know what? He loves the people in Iran, and he loves the people in Iraq, and he loves the people in Afghanistan. We maybe should contemplate that, that he wants them to be saved as well. It's not like we have a leg up on all of those people. Uh, well, Yeah, the Christ child came for the, the whole world. And I think that's interesting, you know, that's how Matthew begins his gospel, but that's also how he ends it, right? Oh, cool, yeah. yeah. To that... make disciples of, what did you say, all nations. Yep. And again, this is a gospel meant for Jewish ears and eyes at first, at least. And they're at the end of the gospel, too, all nations. And so having qualified that, now thank you, because that's the point. This is for everybody. Do not think that because you are an American, do not think because you are a Jew, that somehow, no, no, the gospel has only come to you. The intent always was for everybody. God excludes no one. But now there's one more little detail about why it is for everybody. Uh, read the next few verses, if you would, for verse, uh, and well, start with David the king. Okay, uh, and Jesse, uh, the father of David the king. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon, uh, the father of Rehoboam, right, and, and, and so Rehoboam, on, yeah, yeah. So on and so forth. But, of course, there's the really striking thing. We have yet another woman, another mother mentioned. Uh, and as we said, you don't really need to mention the mothers. So when you mention them, it's like, oh, why did you put that in there? And this is particularly sad. What's particularly sad about this story about David? And... Uh, yeah. Well, they don't even mention her by name. Isn't no, that something? The yeah. wife of Uriah, this I, this reminder that this wasn't David's wife. This was no. Uriah's wife. Her name was Bathsheba, of course. And David uh, commits adultery with her. Yeah, there's a child that's conceived. And uh, make a long story short, to cover up his sin, he has Uriah, who was just mentioned by name in Jesus' genealogy. David has him murdered and uh, put to death. So, yeah, here we got uh, probably the greatest king in all of Israel's history, mm -hmm, kind of like mm -hmm. our George Washington or Abraham Lincoln. And the fact of the matter is he's a murderer and he's an adulterer. And yet, I, if I were God, I would say, well, that's it. You're out. Forget you. My goodness. These are like two of my main t Ten Commandments. You know, yeah. I, I might have put up <laughs> these some. These are two of the some, big ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two of the big ones. But no, now the child does die. The child that was conceived there uh, does die. But then he has another child by the name of Solomon, who becomes the second greatest king that the Israelites ever knew. But probably more importantly, from our standpoint, becomes the ancestor of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Um, so I think the point of all this genealogy is, number one, just as you said, and, and thank you for reminding us, that's how the thing concludes, right? Yeah. Go and make disciples of all nations, yeah. But I think it's also to affirm what is said in later on in the birth of Jesus Christ. You want to read verse 21. This is now the birth of Jesus. We're into the Christmas story here, verse 21. All right. The angel's now talking to Joseph. Yeah. She will bear a son, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. See, there it is. That's the thing 
That's why Jesus was coming. He was coming for the Rahabs and the Tamars and and, uh, the Ruths and, yeah, even for the Bathshebas and the Davids and everyone who's a sinner, which is why he comes for all nations, because all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody needs him. Nobody doesn't. And uh, that's who he's come for, for God so loved the world. All right, so that's one preliminary thing. Any final comments? I just want a comfort. I'm glad you pointed that out. What a comfort, because he came for the Matts and the Johns and all of our listeners, too. And, uh, boy... If if this if the gospel and the genealogy was devoid of sinners, yeah. there wouldn't be much hope for us. No, but yet Jesus comes for for all people, all sinners, and and even works through those sinners to accomplish that coming of the Savior too. And, and thanks be to God that He accomplished things through us too. So let's let's uh, all right. That was Matthew. So what do we got? So Matthew and Luke they give us the birth stories. Uh, the Luke two, of course, is what we're familiar with. Yes. Uh, so what does Luke say? What do we got? Anything in the beginning of Luke that might be relevant to us as we get ready to celebrate Christmas in a few days? Well, sure. We, I mean, I don't know how far back you want to go. I mean, we have that that birth foretold certainly okay. uh, by uh, by Gabriel to to Mary, uh, but then we also have it uh, the birth of someone else. John ah, the Baptist, yeah, yeah. as he serves as that forerunner then uh, of Jesus. Even even in the womb, John, it seems, is a forerunner of Jesus as he leaps in his mother's womb at the approach of Jesus. Uh, well, where do you think we should start? Do you want to do Elizabeth? Do you want to do uh, Zechariah? <laughs> oh, as we were doing our prep, I kept saying Zacchaeus. <laughs> no, no, we don't, no, 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 Zacchaeus. That's a different, that's yeah, not that's a, a totally pre-Christmas story. story. <laughs> um, well, I, I guess, should we just do some summary stuff here real quick? Sure. Um, so we've got a priest named Zechariah. Uh, and again, he's he's all, this is all going on. Uh, him and his uh, wife, Elizabeth, were righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and both were advanced in years. Now, while Zechariah was serving as priest before God when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him and fear fell upon him. So any comments about that, Matt? Well, this is a pretty, you know, so Zechariah is a priest, and yeah. not every priest gets to serve in the temple. I mean, no, this is no. a big, big deal. Okay, yeah. so he's in the temple in Jerusalem. He's serving, and and, and I mean, that that's a big enough deal, but now an angel as he's serving appears to him. And I wonder if he's thinking, does this happen to everyone who <laughs> serves in here or just me? But no, this is unique. This is special. And it doesn't happen to everyone. And, 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 and what tickles me is, first of all, it was done by Lot. And see, that's how we think. We think it's just all chance. But I don't think anything happens to us by chance. I have a sneaking suspicion that everything has a design and purpose by God, whether we can see it or not. And the other thing that tickles me is it's emphasized that they were blameless and they were righteous. And yet when he sees an angel, how does he respond? He's afraid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So even the really good people, when they come into the presence of God, feel the fear of the Lord. Yeah. Because we're still sinners. That's what we just got through saying. So, yeah. Everybody wants an I don't want an angel to show up. I, I'm not sure. I think I would be scared out of my wits. <laughs> No angels here. Thank you. That heavens. seems to be the common response is this fear, <laughs> fear. and trembling. And... Yeah, yeah. thank you. That's what happens all the time. Uh, should I keep reading? You want to read? Sure. Verse 18. Okay. Uh, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name 
John, and he will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many to the children of he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And read the next verse too, man. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall this be? How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. Oh, I, I just wanted to read that next verse, because again, here we've got a man who's blameless. Here we have a man who is righteous, which means that he's saved, okay? Mm-hmm. He knows oh, yeah. about the Redeemer and the salvation, which you talked about uh, earlier, about standing up, lifting up your head, your redemption is drawing near. And yet he still has trouble believing this. Yep. So people, if you've got things going on right now in your life, and you're having some doubts and some struggles okay it happens it happens to the best of christians yeah christians do have doubts sometimes we cannot grasp sometimes it does seem like it's just by chance uh we don't see the hand of god we don't see the plan of the lord at work okay it happens and it can happen to you and me too any any questions or comments you want to make uh, about what we just had this description about the child and all of that matt well, again, I, I think that God can overcome our circumstances. I mean, he's more powerful than our circumstances. You know, whether it be, uh, in this case, old age and barrenness or whatever oh. our circumstances are, God's, God's over all that. Don't worry. That's it. I like that because that's the problem. We're thinking, well, how can this possibly work out for good? Yeah. Uh, for you, no. With God, could yeah. be. Yeah. Might be. Will be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Should we just finish up this story then? Sure. I, I like the angel's response. The angel answers him, I'm Gabriel. <laughs> I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to you to bring you this good news. I mean, that, that should be answer enough, right? <laughs> you know, who are you? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Wait a second. We were talking about the little... Is this one of your tidbits? Did you tell me you were going to well, talk yeah, about I, Gabriel? I think we're going to pick up a little about Gabriel over the 12 days of Christmas. Yes. All right, so people ought to be listening after I Christmas know. because That's they right. might catch the tidbit of why this is your favorite thing. All right, well, we won't spoil the surprise now. Uh, although it did tickle me that I stand in the presence of God and speak to you this good news. So it's not just that he's an angel, but it is that he's got good news to proclaim. See, I don't think it—people aren't impressed that we're coming into their home right now. Although I'm thinking— would you let you and me into somebody's house on a Saturday morning? What are people thinking? <laughs> Lock your doors, people. <laughs> but we're just like Gabriel. We're just coming with some good news. Oh, finish the story. Like finish the story because this is such a cute story. This okay, is such okay. a cute story. And, and behold, you'll be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After after these days, Elizabeth conceived. And for five months, she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked upon me to take away my reproach among the people. And if we had time to read ahead, we'd see that... Then he gets his voice back. For nine months, the guy can't talk. I mean, that's a pretty big deal when you think about it. And then finally, when he, uh, yeah, he he names him John, you know, and seeing and acknowledging that it's a fulfillment of the Lord's promise, he can finally speak again. Yeah. Uh, So any final comments about this or anything you want to leave our listeners with as we get ready now to make our final Advent worship and get ready to celebrate the birth of Jesus? I would just, uh, just remind that good news that the angel brought is also for for you. Did you 
Did you want to close with jalapeno cores? Oh, oh yes. Okay. Uh, All right. Quick, quick press play there. Right here. Yep. Oh, that's not <laughs> it. Oh no. Skip. There it there is. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Hey, we wish everybody a very blessed Christmas. This has been Pastor John Lekomsky and Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. This is Wrestling with the Bases.